0: Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian Espinall, and joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime, Joshua. Gangsta time. Cold. Cold
1: partner, but it should be called Gangsta time. Good morning, y'all. Glad to be here. Clacking in on this
0: AM shit. Yeah. First AM uh, official episode ever, so you guys are in for a treat. We got actual sunlight coming in for me. I'm actually pretty happy about it, <laughs> uh, but also joining us on this very first edition of the morning version of the pod, it is Edgelord Big News 64-Ounce
2: Brian. What's up, nerds?
0: Hello. Oh, man. I am stoked to be here Saturday morning. Uh, let's get into plugs right away. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. I'm switching it up again. <laughs> where can they find you
1: on instagram as well and that's at JD Colt, underscore thirty-seven. yeah
0: brian where can they find you
2: on instagram as well but also on twitter you can find me at b.esp you can also find me on twitch.tv slash it's punchline
0: oh yeah uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to take part in the weekly RGC poll that we usually do, that will uh, we allow the audience to vote on what their favorite chapter is. And uh, yeah, please please do. Uh, that's it. Let's get it popping because there has been an undisputed king of the manga for the last, I don't know, 17 weeks. That. <laughs> <laughs> that is looking for a challenger so get on there and uh and, and, and vote uh let's let's see what we can do uh if you want to email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about or you can comment below and let us know what you think of the pod also you can subscribe to us on itunes spotify google podcasts amazon music pandora We're everywhere Uh, if you want the audio version of the podcast, which usually comes out a little earlier than the video version, uh, mostly because of editing, but (laughs) yeah, uh, go on that. Uh, Also, if you want to, if you're listening to the audio version exclusively, you can uh, log on to our YouTube. The link is in the description of your iTunes or whatever. You can click on it and it'll bring you to our YouTube channel. We have visual aids. So... Come on there. Uh, and without further ado, it is time to start the show proper. Let us. Randomize. Hmm. One Piece. Ooh. Yeah, this is One Piece chapter 1006. The Honorable Hyogoro, the flower. Uh, dope color page to start, first of all. Uh, I uh, Oda's color pages are so cool. Um,
1: I actually, yeah,
0: it's funny. I actually saw the process. I think there was like a video out there that shows like his process in creating this color page spread and he went, yeah. And he went through like so many drafts. It wasn't even originally going to be like Kaido's main crew. It was going to be like another straw hat one, but he was like, yeah. I guess, fuck it. He just drew Kaido in them. And, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. I like this. Um,
2: uh, X-Drake is kind of out of place here now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, he, 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 he does look like the only person, he does look the like the only person not happy to be there. So, you know, I guess he's got it right there. Um, we start off with, uh, kind of where we left off before, uh, Yamato has escaped with Shinobu. Uh, one of these, uh, scouts that are out here on Kaido's side is like watching over the battle. Uh, and uh, he this person's announcing everything that's happening kind of over a loudspeaker. so i guess like people know where they are uh but luckily sanji kind of overhears it and he's like oh shit (laughs) i should they're after shinobu and and, uh and momo and it's funny I, i didn't realize this even like sanji doesn't even know that yamato is on their side or even knows who they are but yeah so he just uh he tries to interrogate a uh, one of Kaido's people to see where, like, the sealed storeroom is where they are because he might need to help them out. Uh, so, yeah, and it's revealed that they're in the direct opposite uh, location to where he was going to go with Kinanmon's group. Uh, so, yeah, he's got to deliberate as to who needs him more uh, between Shinobu and, uh, and the Akazaya 9 so he makes his decision and he runs off. We don't know where he's going. My bet would be on going to help Momo, Momonosuke, and Shinobu. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that like he won't be able to abandon a woman in need. Uh, so I feel like he'll just go to Shinobu. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he, maybe he'll uh, surprise us. There is somebody up with the Akazaya Nine. So maybe it's their battle to, to take down Jack, whoever they are. Um, but
2: those guys were fucked up. The, the The samurai were really, really fucked up. Oh like, yeah. They, they need, they need Sanji more than
1: Bro, fucking Momo does. And they got cut up.
0: Yeah, but they have somebody there, like looking after them. We just don't know who it is.
1: Ooh. Oh, okay.
0: Remember, like in the very, I think like maybe a week ago or two weeks ago, they showed that someone was up there with the Akazai 9?
1: Brian predicted oh. that it would be in their room.
0: Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, oh
2: yeah, I remember. Yeah, the fucking long years thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess it makes sense for him to go for Momo then, because then we could actually get a reveal of who's
0: protecting them. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, the Onigashima entrance. There's a display of disrespect. Oh, I remember this shit. (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so. The moon has been kinda of like blocked out by the clouds or the smoke or whatever of the battle going on in Onagashima. So Perospro uses the opportunity to defeat both Wanda and Carrot. Uh and he is like, Ha ha ha, it's a shame for you Moonlight Warriors that your potential victory should require the luck of the weather above you. And I'm like, damn, that sucks. Um You you
2: for, you forgot to add the pedaling <laughs> Oh, and- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, guys! I'm charging it up. <laughs> <Petering>. <laughs> uh I gotta hear the, the the
1: Japanese voice actor do it. Battery.
0: I, <laughs> I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. I need a reference point, so I might watch the episode, like one of these episodes with Perospero in it, but. Yeah, so Carrot's down, and he's just straight up dissing her to her face. He, like, picks her up just to call her a piece of shit, basically. Which is like, Oh, you th- vengeance for Pedro? What would you, what did you think would happen that you walt- waltz into our home and set up a nice little picnic in the territory of the dreaded Big Mom pirates? It's true, man.
1: They had to lose.
0: It is true. He's like, Who do you think you are? You're a bunny. BLAM! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, it's, just nothing but disrespect from Perospero he's just like you should have stayed home and nibbled at your grass rabbit Mm. and uh, now Perospero has like entered the battle at large he's a big he's gonna be a player in what's coming up next as he leaves Carrot behind in the dust of her defeat
2: Uh, this was so fucking disappointing but I guess it makes sense I guess you know Perospero's a lot stronger than you know I want him to be
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean he's
0: the oldest son of of the Big Mom pirates, so he's
1: Yeah he has the candy candy fruit, so
0: Yeah, I mean I would say that like he got kinda lucky because the moon was faced out.
1: Uh so
2: Yeah, but even then those two without the moon can't, you know, put in some work.
1: It's like um it's like when you are like when you're playing Smash Bros and then you win because the opponent like like dc'd or something like <laughs> the stage by accident yeah, yeah they, they, like they uh and you're like ah yeah yeah i got you know yeah. <laughs> yeah you talk about that shit it's like damn bro like, like chill
3: yeah.
2: so what are mink basically only use like if you're not cat viper or dog storm you're useless without the fucking moon is that basically nah, what i wouldn't say she's say?
0: useless i mean it's just perospero is just like really strong He's, uh, he's an emperor of the Big Mom Pirates, so you would need all your power to kind of beat him if you're, like, a meek warrior. Because Carrot's pretty, like, um, he's, she's pretty competent as a regular fighter. It's just Perospros just on another level. So you wouldn't need, like, you wouldn't fight Frieza in Goku's base form, would you, you know? I mean, he could. Not well. Like, he wouldn't win.
2: I mean, now he probably would. <laughs> all right,
0: Brian. <laughs> okay (laughs) dragon ball expert um meanwhile back at the performance floor everyone's dying because of the ice oni shit (laughs) and uh yeah it's getting real dire chopper's mixing up the cure right now and apu doesn't know what to do because he's trying to get to chopper but he's currently being guarded by uh diaz drake and um and hyogoro who has come back to his like Regular form, he's no longer this shriveled up old geezer anymore. He's, uh, like, gone back to his former glory. Uh, yeah, Apu is pretty stressed because he's like, fuck, I gotta fight both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, and basically, Hyogoro has, like, transformed into his old self because the ice oni is kind of just drawing out all of his power to, like, kill him, I guess. It's weird. Like, it's kind of convenient, but it's also, like, it's Yogoro. It's not like a main character that's going to have this massive impact on the story, so whatever. Um but yeah, he calls out to his yakuza meet- leaders and is like, "Before I try be- and uh when I uh if if Chopper can't finish the medicine in time and I begin to turn into an ice oni, I want you to end me before I turn because I'll be just too strong in the ice oni for anybody on this platform to stop me." Uh and everybody's like, "No, I don't want to kill you, mouse." But yeah, uh, Kaido samurai are like, "Oh, we'll take you on the Mira, the Miwa the Mima Wari Gumi." Jeez, we'll take you on <laughs> Mima Wari Gumi. We'll take you on. I said it in one try. I said it in one go. Uh, <laughs> so. He try, uh, yeah, they try to do something, but then he does his flaming hair of holy rage, and I guess his hair goes on fire, and it burns everyone. Bro, why are
2: One Piece henchmen always talking the wildest <laughs> shit?
0: <laughs> they really are. They really always think they can take down, like, Kaido. And shit. It's like They're really out here, they're like, yo, we're going to destroy everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Did I tell you next time I saw you was on site,
0: bitch? <laughs> Basically.
1: Yeah, they, you know, I think like all jokes aside, um, like Oda does that constantly, and I I think it's just to kind of hammer down the point that these people have just been winning. Yeah, <laughs> they're been, just they're like, like, not challenged. Like they're bullies, you know what I'm saying? They've been bullying yeah for all these years, and this is finally almost ending up to them. Yeah, they're backed by that's Kaido. The case they're
0: backed by you know? Kaido, so they think they're a big deal. So, yeah. you know, and then he, but forward.
1: even the people that were backed by Crocodile at that time, you know, he was a really big deal. Yeah. You know, so I, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Even the people who are backed by Alvita, it <laughs> makes it even better when they get punched <laughs> in the face and in 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 you see their face painted. Yeah. Like, but, you know, they really
0: <laughs> can't believe what just happened to them. <laughs> Did I just get one shot in?
1: I
2: really want to see a chapter dedicated to a One Piece henchman that got his confidence shattered. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens.
0: Uh, yeah, Django. I guess. Uh, who else? There's a, a fullback.
2: Oh, is, is he the guy with the glasses?
0: Yeah, he's the Michael Jackson looking guy. Um, he, and there's uh, full body. He got he got his shit wrecked by Sanji off screen, and his confidence was shattered. <laughs> there's some folks who got got a low focus after getting destroyed. Uh, but in any case, uh, as uh, as Hyogoro is going through just slashing people left and right, he starts thinking to himself and talking to uh, Odin in his mind, thinking about as like, if I challenged Kaido back at you, things might have been different. But you know what? Look at what your followers have done. Uh, they've pulled off this raid in your name, and I too have gained the most fascinating apprentice. And he remembers Luffy, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, uh as he's doing his, his thing, uh, Queen pulls up and he's like, You know what? I'm gonna dinosaur laser you, you're fucking done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's
1: just like, of course. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, that that's what I think about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like I, about the long long dinosaurs that they shoot
0: me. <laughs> they they explain why he does it. I think he has like a weapon in his mouth that allows him to do oh, it. Oh okay. like he's not just a dinosaur who shoots lasers. Cute.
1: Like, okay, is that what it allows you to
0: do? Yeah. Is that what the powers are? Um but yeah.
1: I mean it's cool as hell. for sure. And you got this huge dinosaur shooting the beams like godzilla almost. It's, yeah. I like this it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um so he's about to blast Yogoro, but then he himself gets blasted by the Phoenix brand.
1: And, his neck. Yeah.
0: Gua Gua Gwa- is is his <laughs> resulting noise. <laughs> so yeah Marco is still not down and he's like fighting both queen and king at the same time Um, you know there's some cool action ensues Uh, king manages to cut off his wing and then he just lands and he uses that wing redirects it right back at him with his bluebird attack just sends king flying backwards and then just like a pro wrestler Marco jumps down and knees him from like fifty feet in the air. Uh, yeah,
2: that should look cool. Yeah,
0: it was pretty fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, blasted the shit! And look how fast he was going. He broke the sound. This barrier was my road.
2: favorite part of the chapter.
0: Yeah, Marco puts with
2: it. See Marco just fucking rolling these guys.
0: Yeah, he is putting in the work. He broke the sound barrier three times with that knee. Uh, it was wild. So. You know, while he's in there, after he just blasted King into this building, Queen pulls up thinking he's going to do something with just a regular gun. And then Marco says, psych, bitch. And then just like kicks him fucking straight into the other building across the street, basically. <laughs> um, but at this point, Marco is getting kind of tired because he is holding off the second and third in commands of Kaido's crew for the most part. So, yeah, he's not he's just like, hurry up, chopper. Uh, but man, and Marco's troubles are about to get even worse because out in the distance he spots, uh, Perospero spots Marco and he's like, Oh, you look a little tired there, Marco. I'm going to do some shisty shit. Oh, I'm pretty high on the spite oh, I'm sorry, sheisty spectrum. I'm going to fuck you up.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty high <laughs> on the shisty spectrum. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> So yeah, the chapter ends at uh back at Hyogoro. His like o- ice Oni is slowly taking over him like more and more and he's done all he could, so the mafia dude is gonna have to lop his fucking head off because you know he's gonna he be Yeah, he's gonna be too much of a danger as an Ice Oni.
2: And, I'm uh, pretty sure Chopper's gonna save him.
0: I would hope so. Chapter. I thought I thought Hyogoro was kinda cool. I don't want him to die. Um,
2: yeah, there's no way
1: he's gonna die.
0: You never know. This may be it
1: for a young oh, Yogoro. And I'll be pretty upset.
0: The old he ain't dog. Come Yeah. Um. Yeah. This. God. This was a really fun chapter. Uh. I. I liked it quite a bit. Uh. It is just like a I ton just... of uh action. So. Yeah. I'm. I'm very into it. I. I can't wait for. the I next just chapter. hope when We're we
2: t- cut back to Luffy and them that they're not fucked up.
0: They probably will be, uh, honestly. I think like that's what, we're, that's what the build-up is going to be. I doubt that they're going to cut back and both Big Mom and Kaido are just down off-screen. So, yeah, I think I think they're probably going to cut to them just a little beat up, pretty fucked up. Uh, I don't see it any, happening any other way. But, you know, I, it won't be the end. It'll just be them being like, oh, they're so strong, but we won't give up. Uh, but I'm here for it. Can't wait to see where Sanji goes. I want to. I want to know who uh, Sanji meets Yamato. Oh man, he's gonna be stoked. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about One Piece. Uh, are you guys uh, ready to move? Oh, yeah. Then it is time to randomize.
3: <laughs>
0: Daredevil. Uh, this is Daredevil number twenty-eight. Is that look what I think it is, Josh?
1: I'm going to be patient. <laughs>
0: All right. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Um, okay. So the pe- the issue picks up in uh, Electra's very nice apartment. She's just chilling. She's even got like a portrait of herself on the wall there. Um, yeah, she sure yeah, she lives lavish, dude. Um, she's doing her morning workouts, and then she walks in to alice's room the girl she saved in the king and black story um and we cut back to we cut to this hospital where uh wilson fisk is waiting on uh, typhoid mary and you know this takes place like after king and black despite the fact that king and black has not technically ended yet so they're just going forward and i appreciate it a little bit um I'm glad that we're moving. Yeah,
1: because, come on, we we get it. Yeah, we got it.
0: They win. I mean, you know, it's not going to be... They did
1: a tie-in already. Cool, it's not. They ignored it. Yeah, they're done. Like other series, yeah?
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, Meanwhile, Daredevil is, like, I guess at this, like, one of his hearings, or... Oh, no, this is in jail. He gets visited by uh, Karen, right? That's her name? Uh, His his love interest from a while ago. Uh, And she's like, yo... I mean, <laughs> oh wait, no wait. Uh, yeah, she goes to visit Matt, and she notices his, his face is a little fucked up, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And that's the name of this issue, actually. It's "Are you okay," which is uh, which is very apt to describe what this chapter's, what this issue is about. Um, Electra is just like. <laughs> Is like, I don't feel like dealing with this girl.
1: <laughs> she's like so weak. She breaks it down too. Yeah, she's like.
0: It's kind of funny because she sounds empathetic at first. And then she's like, yeah, she has nowhere to go. Uh, I sympathize with her. She lost her mom. Who? Oh, the woman she died with was her foster mom. So it wasn't even her real mom. And um, this girl is like alone and doomed, doomed to the to system.
1: The system. Um, I understand alone.
0: But I don't understand weak.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god, Electra! <laughs> Come on. But yeah, she's basically... I'm used to just dealing with strong people and ninjas and shit, so, you know, these middling children with their non-parents that are dead now <laughs> just makes it... I don't get it. Uh, and I don't have the patience for it, basically. So... I like that she's kind of gaining respect for what Matt does as Daredevil to a degree, like respect for his empathy because she doesn't have it as strong as he does. And she's like, "How do you fucking deal with these weaklings, Matt?" Uh, Typhoid Mary seems to be like in a bad place ever since she was taken over by Null. Um, She was like, she felt like good before King and Black, but then after when Null came in it really fucked her up because there was a third voice in her head. Uh, I guess she suffers from this, uh, schizophrenia stuff. So she can't like a third voice is just too much at this point. Uh, and she's not having a great time about it. Wilson fist kind of assures her that she's not alone. And we cut over back to daredevil talking to Karen and Oh, Kirsten. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Uh, and they basically – she basically just calls him out and is like, yo, we could have won and we, you would have not been in prison. And Matt's like, no, it was the right thing to do to be here. And, um, yeah, no, uh, there's, a lot of this issue is basically echoing this kind of point is that you think it was the right thing to do to take up a cell because and in, in cer- in pr- in prison services because you have something to prove. prison is gonna make is prison gonna make you a better person are you gonna learn some truths here and Mm. um yeah I mean that's not a bad point the idea that like Matt is taking up resources for his conscience um it's kind of interesting uh but yeah
1: back in the resources at that that doesn't really help you yeah like it's kind of like a like it's an example we'll break it down later yeah
0: uh yeah, there's a little bit of a scene here where uh, Daredevil sits t- next to Marcus, who is a prisoner. He's kind of befriended while he was in here. Uh, and he's basically like... He ba- he thanks him for what he did in The King of Black. And um, he's basically like, yeah, just because I helped you. Now they think I'm your bitch. So this is cool, I guess. Uh, and uh, Daredevil says, like, the other day you said me being here was a full-on fantasy what did you mean by that and uh yeah marcus gets it was like yeah no it's not my job to really educate you on that uh you gotta figure it out for yourself because i got enough problems i'm in prison basically uh, but yeah well we, we learn a little bit more about what he means later on um so we get we get introduced to this guy named Neil. Uh, he was in for homicide, and he's just like looking for a friend because he's kind of alone in this place. Uh, and right. people are kind of just like he's got like really shitty people breathing down his neck, basically. So, and Daredevil wants nothing to do with him, so he's like, yeah. "Fuck that." Um. Yeah, we get this. Then Daredevil goes to this like prison services l- uh, lady. It seems uh, she has something to do with kind of like preparing people for leaving the prison and being adjusted to a regular life, making sure they're kind of set up for life on the outside and able to kind of uh, readjust uh, properly. And yeah, she, she has a mouthful for him, too. It's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's basically, this place is filled with people who've only known inequality and are now being helped uh, by putting them in the most unequal place possible to remind them of that fact. But you chose to be here. You're an inequality tourist. That's that's a that's an interesting term to say. Uh, but, yeah. But Matt's like, no, I'm here because I broke a law and this is what happens when you break laws and it's a message to others. That like we are not above the, the consequences of the law, but you know they put that all aside because her job is to help him. So, you know she gets into it, and they are supposed to meet like twice a twice a week in order to do that.
1: Um. There we cut. There's a lot. There's, a, there's some good points uh, from from both sides. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll summarize all this at the end of the recap yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of like dialogue yeah. in this, um, and it's yeah, we, we get a scene where this Neil guy is getting beat up in the shower. Uh, Daredevil comes in to save him basically because, you know, this is what he do. And he assures himself that he has kind of a clear conscious, like, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter what people think. I know I'm here for the right reasons. And I know that like what I'm doing is right. This is my soul. I'm careful. I do what's right and I'm okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a shitty situation still. Uh, He's not having a great time. He gets pulled into the um, office of the lady again a little earlier than he, ex- he was expected. And it's revealed that Neil, the guy who was like persistently through this issue and looking and just like kind of getting beat up in the shower, he has recently taken his own life. Uh, and Daredevil, this pushes Daredevil into a fucking fit, like a crisis, just like an existential crisis, because he said, I put him here. It's my fault. And um, the lady says, "Like, no, you didn't. It was Spider Man. He was the one who caught him." And yeah, it's not necessarily true because actually, Neil was prosecuted by Matt. So that's an interesting thing to take because it's one thing to be taken in by Daredevil; it's another thing to be prosecuted by him. And that's what this issue's been kind of about. Uh, it's about the system that of the prisons, not necessarily the heroes that put them there. Uh, and Daredevil is a unique case in which he is not only the superhero that catches them. He is also people. He is the person who lawfully puts them in jail by being a prosecutor. Uh, and geez. Yeah. Uh, it's something I never thought of before. The idea that like Daredevil works on all sides kind of. in his super superhero work. Like no other super superhero really does. Uh
1: yeah, like I mean, you have you have certain heroes that work for like you know sword or shield or whatever, right? Like these kind of like agent uh, 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 organizations, mm-hmm. but um, it's just different, you know. Yeah, Matt's the only one who no, those aren't real jobs, you know, they aren't.
0: Yeah, I mean, Matt's the only one who kind of sees them in court and makes the arguments for why people should be in jail and all that stuff. So he is. He's part of this system, whether he thinks he's out of it or not by being Daredevil. He's still part of it in his civilian life. So that's an interesting point to make. Um, the issue ends with him being like, no, he's not OK. And the woman mentioned earlier about therapy for that. For like, he should have just done that. He should have just gone to therapy instead of just doing this whole prison sentence. It's just like, go to go to therapy, talk it out, you know. And uh, that's very important. Therapy is very good. I think that's a good message to spread. Uh, I've always liked that idea. It's something that like, um, Heroes in Crisis kind of talked about a little bit is the idea of a a therapist or a mental health clinic necessarily for superheroes who have a lot of PTSD.
1: Uh, I guess which is also what made it slightly annoying with Wally that even with all the help and expressing himself, he's still bugged
0: out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not the bugging out, that's the problem, it's just, it's, uh, that's a whole can of worms, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 we're not going to go down that path, yeah. it was just something extra I thought about that, that you know. Yeah. You know, you, I love the story, but that was kind of a, definitely another chink.
0: Yeah, you I mean, know, there was no real showing of, it, uh, of the system in that story, of how it even works. Yeah. It's just, it looks like they just set up a camera and they just talk to this camera.
1: Yeah, we was. I guess we were supposed to assume a lot of, you know, all uh, therapy, but it definitely wasn't shown not as clearly as this was. But you know, there that was a superior comic. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I yeah. am all. <laughs> I agree. Um, oh, also before we go, I forgot. I kind of like skipped over this moment, but Kingpin is over all of this. He's just like it's like a cycle yeah. at this point. Like after he sees Typhoid Mary, he's like i'm just over this shit dude it's the same thing every time is that no matter how strong i get or like how powerful i get in the in the underworld that i work in it's just always daredevil or some fucking other bigger bad that comes in uh so you know i i think we should make a change this time we're gonna kill daredevil for sure both of them (laughs) uh so yeah i i mean I guess Kingpin's going to yeah. be going on a different road this time, which I'm interested to see uh, a little bit of innovation. He's just mad. Them. He's just so mad. Yeah, he's had right a lot.
1: Now, and he's projecting it all onto Deadpool.
0: Well, to be fair, he's had Why a lot going on.
1: Why is he so mad about Mary? What's going on? Like, what's the they have a history,
0: stuff? I guess. You know, I mean, they're at least very close friends. And to see her just kind of like in a weird state, that's got to hurt.
1: But it's like, okay, you he's really, really mad because they got invaded. And it's like, what is Daredevil gonna do the next time some alien god comes down? I think it's part of a plan bigger make. plan. I think like th-
0: that's just the first Kill step. Daredevil,
1: yes. <laughs> One. Because I mean, I, I don't know. Like Two. Start actual plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I, I mean, like depending no, on how it goes.
1: I I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, because Kingpin
0: just... has been going through his little own arc too. Like he tried to get out. And now he has to be back in just because the state of how things work. like
1: he's regressing.
0: Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it depends. It just all depends on how he regresses and how the story treats this regression. You know, it's not a bad thing to move for a character to move backward to a degree. So long as it feels kind of natural. And Kingpin has always been kind of like on this teetering edge where he wants to get out, but he's like, fuck keep people keep pulling me back in. Um, but, yeah, great issue. Um, I had a great time reading it, as always, with Daredevil. Uh, but that's all I got to say on it. You guys ready to move on?
1: Oh, we almost heard the part where Matt Murdock gets poisoned. <laughs> oh, you're right.
0: I thought that was the last page. It says to be t- continued. Yeah, okay. So after he basically... Sorry, after he gets, like, after he talks to this lady... And we get a little scene with uh, Electra where she basically makes a Robin out of this girl, where she's like, "I know you're sad, but I don't have time for your shit. So, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna do some unhealthy therapy type stuff, why don't you meet me in the gym and I'll teach you how to fight Ninja style?"
1: Yeah, she kind of. I mean, she does make a solid point where she's like, "Listen, I know you're blaming yourself, but, but, for, and you feel like you killed, your, like you're responsible for killing your stepmom. But check this out." I've really murdered
0: people. Yeah. I'm you're really not a good person. You understand?
1: I, I have literally stabbed people and done other horrible things. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. You're, you're mad, but don't blame the on yourself.
0: Yeah, just meet me in the gym.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and the girl kind of was just like, oh, over. Oh. <laughs> All right, I guess. I, mean,
0: <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, and Daredevil is um, in prison talking with... Uh, with uh marcus here and marcus is basically like what's your connection to neil like ever since he died you you've been weird so what the fuck's going on and then um daredevil's like oh uh i kind of look weird because uh, i've just been poisoned uh which is a funny way to end it where it's low-key like marcus i've just been poisoned and that's where the issue ends for real super chat like uh yeah, it's like a little uh, a little boo boo. Like, oh, shit! <laughs> oh, he damn! Really <laughs> 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 I had a good. Yeah, this is a this is a great issue. I had a great time. You know what? It is all it is my VGI honestly. Um, let me get to the soundboard.
3: Certified VGI. Yeah,
1: it's, I gotta give it to that too.
0: Yeah, read Daredevil, everyone. <laughs>
1: um, the other two books are really good too. Yeah, this is an interesting week.
0: Yeah, but, um, without further ado, it is time to randomize.
3: America, yeah.
0: Black Clover! This Number is... One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the king of manga right now. This is Black Clover, Chapter 284, Ultimate Magic. Um, last we left off, the cavalry arrived at, uh, at the battle at Spade Kingdom, and, um, we kind of learn uh, what they've been doing this entire time, and last time we saw them was like before uh, this battle even began, where they were uh, hanging out with the elves in Elysia, and we basically they they when we left off, they were going to be taught how to use ultimate magic, which is uh, an elves exclusive, uh, super strong magic. Uh, And we get to explain a little bit more. Dryad, who is, I guess, the spirit of this forest, basically explains, like, hey, so, you know, usually I don't help people that aren't elves, but you know what? You guys are cool because uh, demons are coming out, so that would be pretty shitty for us if they got out. Um, So I'll help you. Okay, so basically they explain that uh, this ultimate magic is so fucking strong, like, humans can't really use it because... They it, it possesses it takes too much mana, and humans just generally don't have that much like or sufficient amount to uh, make use of make use of ultimate magic. But by making free use of the mana method of the Heart Kingdom, you acquire true magic that uses an enormous amounts of natural mana. In other words, you mm. can te- you have more magic than you have
1: in a way. It's, uh, like, it's like the sage, the
0: sage mode where you yeah. use natural chakra. Yes, uh, to a <laughs> degree. I mean, it's pretty. It's. I'll, I'll be honest. It's a little vague where they're like, it feels kind of like, all right, a little too convenient <laughs> that just because they learn this true magic shit, all of a sudden they're just they just have more mana than they actually have. That's the that's the sense that really kind of throws me off. Is just like. You have more mana than you than, than you can even contain within your body. So, you know, there's a chance you'll be able to artificially use ultimate magic. Uh, and after training in this place in the ways of ultimate magic, uh, they made it to the Spade Kingdom. Everybody can use the true magic version of their attributes, including true plant. Uh, so... <laughs> so you know they all use their technique and it's kind of cool how they can like use it to to a degree where it only hurts the enemies they want like a a mage could get hit with it and it it could not affect them because it's very targeted and specific to what they were aiming at uh it's interesting so yeah after they take down these uh fucking scrubs these frontline scrubs uh this there's a new crew of demons that pull up and are like mm, low ranking imbeciles scrambling over each other to get out first and then he turns one of them into a ball and he's like, "Let's play catch and we get a two page spread revealing the mid rank devils um as uh as dryad points out uh low level demon uh, low level devils you if you use a ton of mana you can like take them down pretty easily even if you're not arcane stage. But the problem is the devils who are mid level and higher. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be cool. Maybe each of them will get a battle with these little devils, you know, these mid ranked devils. And it might be a little harder than you think. But Luck just steps up and is like, oh, cool. Let me test how strong my powers are. And
1: uh, he. Oh, and does he? Yeah, he effectively
0: one shots all these demons. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty easy.
1: The, 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 the epically strong mid-ranking.
0: <laughs> yeah, the ones that are going to be... a no <laughs> chance. The ones that are, quote-unquote, the problem with using, like, mana. It might take a little longer, but they get fucked up pretty easy.
1: Well, Luck basically hits him with a screw attack. Yeah. And Samus, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, just, just mm-hmm. bounces over him. Cuts his arm off before the demon even realized what happened. Yeah. <laughs> one I thought that was pretty funny. One demon's head looks,
2: gets cut off and it's just a question
0: mark on it.
1: shoulder too, so he don't have to even worry about, like, the surgery. <laughs> well, he's not going to have to worry about much else in a few moments. Yeah, because that. immediately Bye. after getting
0: his arm cut off, Luck just proceeds to cut everyone in half or their heads off. He seems to pull well, one their their head of their heads off. Like, he still has... Pull
1: decisively. Sense.
0: Yeah. And everybody's like, huh?
1: What? He ripped one of their heads off. You can see he's actually holding
0: it. Yeah, he's just holding one of them. And I guess
1: he liked that one the most. Yeah, that's his favorite. Said, you're going to be a trophy.
0: Yeah, you're my demon trophy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so oh, luck. So you're luck my demon trophy. trophy.
0: So luck looks up and sees like the whole castle is f- getting fucked up, um, and they're like, "What's with the castle? It's burning, no, freezing." And um, luck, just by the outside, is like, "Oh, inside there's somebody we can't afford to mess with." And I'm um, like,
1: really? Come on, luck! You just cleave through all these mid
0: ranking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean these guys have probably going to be a little harder, but nothing you can't
1: handle. <laughs> like that much is that? What are they like? What it? like? Low, mid, high, est? Is that what is that? Yeah, I mean low? it looks like, like it. I need some clarity here. Come on, Locke.
0: Yeah, but
1: it's disappointing.
0: The last page of this chapter is basically those twin demons just giggling as uh, Noct is impaled on a bunch of ice.
1: Things? Well, you are laughing, at, right? He, yeah, they're he, like he he, he 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 he.
0: I I picture they have like long pauses between their he's they're like mm.
1: he I'm very he, awkward, he. very condescending.
0: Yeah, you know what these guys remind me of? They remind me of Desna and Eska from uh Cora. <laughs> the, the twins from the water tribe. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would love I would love for them to, <laughs> to inhabit those personalities. Um but yeah, that was Black Clover. Uh, this is the audience voted RGC for the week. Certified <laughs> RGC. Oh. Certified RGC.
3: <laughs> Certified RGC.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay, if you want to vote on the RGC, please uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us there. And the poll goes up every Sunday. So, you know, Black Clover has been consistently the the top for a while the only time it didn't win is when it wasn't in the magazine last week so it also
2: I, didn't win when one piece got to chapter 1000
0: no it one piece 1000 lost to no, to Black it, no
2: remember it, it was like a universal uh, harmonic convergence rgc no,
0: no not that one that one was just a no one piece 1001 or 2 one like the harmonic convergence RGC. oh god. Okay. 1000 that I the 1, remember 1000
1: chapter wasn't that lit it was well, mostly set up
0: That's why I remember what i remember That's what I remember That's why I remember is that like the 1000 the 1000th chapter of One Piece did not win RGC I was like yo you guys don't care you guys will stay in black clover no matter yeah,
1: who who goes, I, pitch, I swear right?
2: to god they're doing this out of spite They listen to the show and then they're just like yo Let's just keep fucking hitting that black clover. <laughs> Hit black clover. They are trolling. And if black clover is they an are. option, then it, then yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. But maybe everyone they have beef with black clover. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> no, I have beef with black clover. I know. What I have beef are. with black clover winning RGC every fucking week. Hey,
0: <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, I this is the only time I was like, I don't think so, but. <laughs> Because the last few weeks have been pretty fun. Uh, I have enjoyed it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with Black Clover winning, winning RGC for the last five weeks in a row. Uh, but, I'm not
2: convinced. I know there's a faction of our fan base out there that, <laughs> that's purposely plotting this.
0: And I have no issues with Black Clover. I don't want to sound like a mega hater. Where I'm <laughs> where on where Team
3: you motherfuckers.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, this is a good chapter. Was it RGC? I mean, what do I know?
1: <laughs> you know, what? It, was one that, it was really good. A lot. I mean, a lot of them were really good.
0: But yeah, but
1: it wasn't the really good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm betting next I chapter would be better. Word. It's kind of like a cool like show off. You know what the protagonists have learned in this time. So I'm not. I don't hate on it at all. Um, I'm excited but to see is what
1: really happens. Dope
0: too. Yeah, luck's cool. Luck's always fun, but. Yeah, I mean there's not much to say about this chapter. It is a big action chapter. I, I don't really know how I feel about the ultimate magic stuff. It feels like too convenient for me. Uh that all of a sudden they're able they're just able to do it just because they mastered true magic.
1: They trained with the elves. hmm
0: Yeah. No, I mean like it shouldn't even be possible for them because they're just like humans and they don't have that. But it feels a little convenient that true magic also comes with the bonus of being able to do ultimate magic. Um uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I mean, yeah, that's all I got to say really about uh, Black Clover this week. Uh, you guys ready to move on forward?
1: Yes. Let us ring off you said, "Is this ice, <laughs> dickhead? Is it cold?" Dick- <laughs> uh, the cold.
0: The X books uh, starting with Children of the Atom, number one.
1: Uh, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. So first things first, I guess a little uh, uh, context. This issue is literally one year late. Uh, It was supposed to come out last March. So, yeah. And so For whatever reason, it got delayed up to this point. Um, That's why everything feels a little early. You know, like, it always had this feel of shit was brand new um, with Krakoa and all that. So, it was supposed to come out way earlier, Um, but this is Children of the Atom. I thought this was going to be some future shit (laughs) where, like, the kids of Cyclops and all that shit, they... They're like fighting against maybe Nimrod or whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I had no idea what to expect. i never even seen any cover art for this stuff, so yeah. But but when I first seen the cover, I was like, huh, oh, interesting. I mean, three people definitely stood out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so this right, issue picks anyway. up with these, uh, with this, uh, I guess, bank robbery of some sort, or this like a uh, robbery of an armored truck, and uh, we All meet female gang. Yeah. Uh, I guess a female gang of uh, people who used to be mutants that no longer have their
1: powers. Yeah, they got depowered and didn't want to go to Krakow to get them back.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, So they are are, uh, confronted by the Children of the Atom, which are these young mutants. A lot of them uh, are amalgamations, it looks like, of other X-Men that we've seen before. The leader is uh, Cyclops Lass, uh, which is a very clunky name, but I think that's the point. Um, so there's Cyclops Lass, there is Marvel Guy, uh, there's Daycrawler, and I forget what Carmen's superhero name is, but she's basically
1: a Gambit-esque um, gimmick. gimmick. Hmm? Gimmick. Oh, she's Gimmick. Instead of Gambit.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, the Angel Guy is there's there's an uh, Archangel type person.
1: Oh, is that what he is? I think Cherub? so. She- Cherub? Cherub?
0: Cherub, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that I makes don't know sense. That is, I think that's probably a. Bit, could you put that up, Ryan? I know what a what cherub, a cherub is. is. Oh, a cherub oh. is
0: you know like um those little baby angels like Cupids and shit. They're cherubs. Yes, which is a weird name for this big strong man.
1: <laughs> but so is that what he is? He's just a power type, and he has wings. Oh yeah, see the wings. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little kind of trash, but what else?
0: <laughs> kind of trash. Okay, so they basically fight these villains, and um, they win, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's a big battle. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but yeah, after doing that, they escape into this alleyway where they're confronted by a I few of the I X-Men. Chest. Uh, so, uh, Sorry, what did you say, Josh?
1: Oh, my bad. I said Lady Cyclops got punched out her fucking chest. <laughs> real hard. I was like, Damn. Ooh. All the blood.
0: Yeah, um...
1: So, she goes to the doctor after this like for real yeah so the X She's ex- to the hospital she, okay I'm done
0: <laughs> they get they get found by the uh, by the X-Men specifically uh, Strong Guy uh, I don't know who the other two are really but a Strong Guy and I think Pixie's her name but yeah they're basically like yo why didn't you come to Krakoa you got the call right And, uh, basically the kids have ties at home, you know, like they still have full ass families and, you know, families that seem to love them. (laughs) So they have no reason to really escape their circumstance to go to Krakoa. Um, so yeah, they got shit, they got unfinished business basically. Um, and they just kind of turned down the invitation again to go to Krakoa, um, so yeah back at the summer house uh there's a coalition of x-men just kind of like discussing what to do about these kids uh they're like yeah they should be here right and cyclops like we can't just fucking snatch them from their house they have to want to come here um and the x-men are kind of like deciding who should go and kind of talk to them because they do have a tie with them they do want to come to this island to this island uh and they, they do seem to look up to the X-Men, seeing as how a lot of them are dressed in tribute of their favorite X-Men, it seems. Mm. So there's that. So Storm, I guess, is going to go talk to them because she feels the strongest about this. Uh, she's the most passionate about the situation. Uh, we get a moment of them out of costume, the kids, the children of the Atom. Uh, and, you know, we get a little bit of a look at their little uh, their dynamics. They seem to be mutants, but I don't know... If their powers are like the same as what their suits are, like if she really does have like these eye beams, or uh, or if G- if gimmick really has a gambit type power, I don't know if they have like just similar powers to the mutants that they that they homage themselves after. Hmm. But yeah, basically their dynamic yeah, is she that she
1: doesn't have yeah she doesn't have the
0: laser beam. Right? Yeah, the, maybe she can just control it. Maybe she just has the laser beam eyes, but she can choose when to use it and when to not. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, basically, her and Gimmick are best friends. She's the, like, um, Cyclops is obviously the leader. The Gimmick girl is kind of her best friend, and they're both crushing on the same dude, which I think I is... Think,
1: I think Gimmick is actually dating um, Sherub. Right. I think that's what she's implying. Yeah, yeah, no, they're dating. But she feels kind of bad about, about liking him, but... Yeah, but Does she knows that's a, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but she knows that's her friend's man, so she's not going to do nothing about it. But it's but it bums her out.
1: Rough. Yeah,
0: shitty situation to be in. Um,
1: Speaking of shitty situations,
0: um, there's this kid that comes in. At, they're watching this basketball game. This kid named Cole comes through. Uh, no relation to Josh. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> he comes in and is like. Just starts schooling people on basketball despite the fact that he's been in a hospital bed for a l- long amount of time. Uh, I think it might be implied that he got the uh, the pill, the X-Men, that uh, from the uh, Krakoa Flowers. And that's why he's he's good where he's at. But that's my theory. I don't think they really explain how he's back on his feet doing shit. Um, they don't
1: want the, the basketball player, right? Yeah. Because he oh, was, okay, like, dying. Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting that he, you know, they, they they noted that he almost died, and now he's come back, and he's way stronger than ever. There's definitely something weird going on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's good now, and but it's weird. So I guess we're going to get a little bit more about that, you know, as the series goes on. Um, We cut over to that night. Uh, Cyclops' last packs are shit she talked about how her dad like is actually like a good person a good dad loves her which is kind of not uh not often happening to mutants you know where they come from a relatively good home um her mom died and you know there was just basically them two and he loves him he loves her no matter what but you know i think she thinks that he'd be happy if he if she went with them where she belongs with the with the mutants of Krakoa. Um, So she meets up with the rest of the children of the Atom, and they go over to Coney Island. There's a Krakoan gate right underneath the pier over there, and they all dress up in their children of the Atom costumes, and they attempt to go through, but Krakoa bars them from passing. Um, And, yeah, they were not there, for whatever reason, not able to pass through the gates either, which is interesting because neither is Kate Pride. So...
1: Well, she literally can't even phase through it. She, like, Remember, like, it... Well, mm-hmm. oh, no, maybe because the gate was against the wall so she hurt herself.
0: Yeah. Well, she can't... So, she, yeah. Even to this day, she can't really go through the wall. I mean, I, sorry. She mm-hmm. can't go through the gate. Yeah. yeah. I think, um... I think this issue should have been... T- the reason, like, I don't know why this was delayed but I feel like this issue would make a little bit more sense when it was an issue that kate couldn't come
1: through the with kate yeah it would have synergized well so all right kate still can't use the gates even though she was uh, yeah 35.
0: she still can't use the gates
1: so that's still a flat thread and
0: she can be resurrected now which is a good thing but she can all
1: right but but, but but specifically is it the case where she literally can like the gate is a wall for her
0: the way they explain you know it is that... what I'm
1: that, saying? Or... I think the way they explain is it is that... Or is she walking through the gates and when she hurt herself, it was a wall on the other no, side. She, she didn't want to face through the gate. You know, so she turns her powers up.
0: No, I think she broke gate. her nose on the gate.
1: That's So that's different from these kids then. Oh, but it comes solid for it. them.
0: So, you know, when she tries to step through, you could see her foot is like... It's like a wall to
1: her. Okay. Um, and what... And, and you say... It seems as if Krakoa is just rejecting them. It seems oh, well, like they just walking through
0: it. In Kate's case, it was her power. It had something to do with her powers, that just the very nature of her abilities kind of stopped her from passing through. Huh. It's just her powers work weird with the gates of Krakoa itself, from what I remember and understand from it. Um, these kids are something else, though, because you know they don't have like the same type of abilities. And it made me this whole issue. I was actually kind of confused because these are all brand new characters uh, for, to this era, so none of these really have a prior history. And it's kind of confusing because I was list, I, as I was reading. I was like, "Do these kids even really have powers for real?"
1: Right? Like, there's not like like when we're talking about Lady Cyclops. Like we said, there's no noticeable beams or I, I should, Maybe she controlled it, or the nature of her abilities different, but. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, these kids seem to. see th- any other evidence?
0: Yeah, they seem to think they're mutants, but they're but they might not even be mutants because there's no. I mean, we don't have a visual of them using their powers outside of their uniforms. You know.
1: True that they didn't use it outside their uniforms. They the X the actual X Men said that Cerebro couldn't um hmm. couldn't find them or yeah. locate them or they don't register as mutants for some reason. I don't know if you used that. Last term specifically, not registering no. as mutants because in their minds, like the you know, like Jean Grey and Cyclops and all of them, they they have this assumption that they are mutants, just something weird is going.
0: Yeah, th- what they said was that like Cerebro, they're blocked from Cerebro for some reason, uh, which is interesting as well because I, I think they uh, they assume that one of them is a telepath and someone someone is blocking them or they're blocking themselves yeah. purposefully. Um, so, yeah, it's a little confusing how this works. I feel like we got the, the bright side of this issue is that we got a good sense of who these characters are. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good structurally, a good introductory issue to who these kids are and why they feel the way they feel. Um, I think there's just I, maybe it's purposefully written vague because the point of them not being able to go through the gates is a point of mystery for the series um
1: yeah for sure i mean i'm really really you know interested in the story going forward but i'm going to tell you this i don't know if you had a thought you wanted to finish
0: no no go for it
1: um Mm -hmm. in a lot of the comment sections of the video i watched i didn't really people weren't really like into this they were saying that the writing and the pacing of this was really sporadic and that the fight scene was really horrible and i was like i don't know man i think people I'm going to be honest, I think people are mad that this isn't turning out to be something that they imagined it would be. See, I didn't understand that part because, like you said, you looked at the cover and thought that, oh, maybe this might be like a future thing or a protege type of situation. Right. Like with, or like maybe their children. But I think a lot of people are mad that it's like a teenage book and you had a girl standing up to a dude because, yeah. you know, like we've seen with a lot of these other issues, They really And what what X-Men has always been about, period, was relating real-life issues to, you know, the mutant situation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are acting like that. And I'm going to tell you this, just because people are reading Jonathan Hickman and these X-Books doesn't mean that they're aware, they're socially aware or socially intelligent enough to understand the history and the nuances of, of bigotry in this country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I see it. I see it in people's comments. Like you know, I didn't want to. Sh- I didn't want to say any in particular. I mean, it's not like I took a screenshot, nor can I remember word for word. But people just the language they were using, like without giving real detail as to what the actual problem was. Mm-hmm. And it was. I was really disappointed to hear one of the um, one of the YouTube channels that I really looked to for a lot of information with the X Men history. He, I didn't. He, he, had a really negative response, and he wasn't. Obviously, he wasn't as like nasty as some people were in the comments. But I just this is the first time I just wholeheartedly disagreed, mm-hmm. and I thought this was a really cool comic. I thought it was the first chapter, and everything that was done was to try to show. I don't know. People were saying it looks like they changed the story up. I mean, like certain parts.
0: It's interesting because this is a delayed story. I, I also agree. I think this is like a good comic. Like structurally, it's a good first issue. Uh, even though it feels a little vague at times, I felt like it was it was good. You know, I feel like it has a point uh, and I'm interested to see where it's going. But it is maybe a delayed. Maybe they did change some things. But I doubt that it was o- it was going to be this future thing and then they changed it. I think this was what the story was supposed to be the whole time.
1: I don't know what people thought it was. You, like I said, you were the first person that introduced me to the idea that it, that it would have been like maybe a futuristic situation. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. They're yeah. just mad. They're just angry, and I
1: really think it had a lot to do with well, comic the fact books. That it's teenagers that are standing up for themselves.
0: Comic nerds being yeah. angry is pretty regular. <laughs> yeah, pretty regular I occurrence.
1: That, I just thought the X Men readers would be a lot more like I don't know. I don't want to use the word woke, just less ignorant. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'll give, it them, is what
0: it is. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully it's not just like, the, there is, it's a guy, girl leading a team and being, you know, I, I'm giving them, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, maybe they were just kind of disappointed in this issue. And I can see why, I guess, like, it's not like the greatest comic ever. So, you know, it's not infallible. So if you have issues People with that, who... but it's not, oh. It's yeah, it's not, it, it's not. It didn't blow me away, but it was also like this is a good, this is a good comic. I have no issues with it. I had a good time reading it.
1: Um, yeah, the, the the two things I heard the most was they they said the fight scene was weird, but for multiple different vague reasons, mm-hmm. and the other thing was they said the scene with the kid playing basketball, which was this is the part that got me upset the most, and it's like they it said it seems like they had something to do with that, and then completely threw it away. And I'm just like, guys, they're building plot points. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that's going to be looked into later on. Like, are you guys serious right now?
3: Yeah,
0: I will. And I Like, all will... oh, the
1: pacing was just weird. Like, what do you mean?
0: Yeah, the I will. The first fucking issue. I will agree that the action scene was a little weird for me. Like, uh, like layout-wise, um, it wasn't crazy, but it wasn't bad. I, I don't know. I think people are overreacting if they if they really do hate. I think this is like a solid good comic. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't like amazing. It was good. And you know what? That's pretty, that's pretty good in terms of X-Men comics because we're following all of them. So I'd rather them be good. Um, but in any case, we do have another X-Book to get through. So let's get into X-Factor number eight. Uh, man last we left off with this one it took a weird turn um siren's been acting funny so the x factor team is investigating because she seems to continuously be dying not suicide mode and specifically falling off shit despite the fact she can fly so that's suspicious and uh they've been looking into it and it turns out that she has been possessed by the goddess of death known as the morrigan uh and she has just been going around causing trouble. We don't know what her deal is exactly yet, but she's been doing all this nefarious shit, and the X Factor has been investigating her. Uh, last we left off, most of the X Factor team has been murdered by the Morgan. And, uh, we start off this issue kind of learning how that came to be. Uh, first of all, it turned, uh, Northstar and, uh, and Aurora were hanging out together, you know, watching TV. Uh, Amazing Baby, their werewolf, uh, pet which I'm finding more adorable by the issue (laughs) Uh, he starts going crazy because he kind of senses that the Morrigan's around to a degree like he is not having a good time so but Rachel doesn't really know what's going on so she kind of like tries to take her take him out to go pee or whatever and on her way out she runs into Boy, who is just standing there like looking at shit because his powers allow him to see things at multiple frequencies
1: whether it's ultraviolet He's just standing there, T. always like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. yeah, oh, whoa." <laughs> First of all, I will say this issue made iBoy like incredibly use. Like, I love how they're utilizing him because
1: it's very, it's hyper realistic.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. i get it.
1: Because
0: when you like i-boy was a lot of, like kind of like gag character to this point, where now he has a real application for his power. Um, yeah. But yeah, she basically, he decides to take Amazing Baby with him and uh, because he's going crazy and he knows what Amazing Baby is seeing because he can see it too. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, Prodigy is investigating the photo that he received that proved that he wasn't killed when he thought he was killed. And then, for whatever reason, the fucking JPEG image of um, him making out with his boyfriend at this club where he was supposed to be murdered, uh, just bugs out. And there's a scary fucking face that just emerges out there, scares the shit out of him. Uh, but then he realizes that there are layers to this JPEG that kind of are, you know, is like metadata and shit designed to fool them into thinking that this was his alibi when he thought he died. So there's more to Prodigy's death than we initially thought, um, uh, Someone is, for whatever reason, trying to keep Prodigy from understanding when and how he died. Uh, so, we cut to this, like, little dreamscape. Dankin has a nightmare because he has severe PTSD from nearly thinking he was abandoned and killed. Um, so, he wakes up after, like, sensing, basically, uh, iBoy's fear uh cuz Daken could do that he can just like sense your pheromones and all that stuff so i boy is just going crazy cuz he, all he can see is the Morrigan. and he's just like fuck leave me alone and uh Daken picks him up and he's like yo are you alright can you stop because your fucking fear is making is giving me bad dreams and shit um and i boy is like oh thank god you're here and right behind Daken is the fucking Morrigan... Just like, alright, I'm done playing. And she just... Right.
1: She just materializes.
0: <laughs> yeah, she becomes like... She's like Pennywise, where she's like, alright, I'm done playing. I'm a big spider monster <laughs> thing now. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, she, like, expands inside the boneyard. Uh, Dakin and, and Boy take off, and they hide behind this wall, just hiding from the morgan. And this is basically where the last issue left off where they're like, Rachel's dead, uh Aurora and, and North Star are dead as well. Um so they wait for the Morrigan to kinda of pass so they can go back into the room and I Boy can just examine um their bodies using all of his eyes. And Boyo, uh th- this big splash page where we kinda of see things through I Boy's many eyes. Um yeah. yeah, there's no obvious signs of assault. Um there's little p- traces of siren around um okay. yeah they they pretty much like do some investigating and iboy starts to freak out because like yeah we got to get out of here because if we die here then all of our memories of this very moment where like all the stuff that all the data that we've picked up is unlikely to be transferred into us when we're resurrected so we got to get out of here and dakin's like i'll sacrifice myself so you guys could get out because you know they could be resurrected anyway.
1: Um, I'm the big dummy. I ain't gonna remember none
0: of these details anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the strongest one in this three, in this, uh, in this trio. So I'ma just go. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself. And Dakin gets absolutely destroyed by the Morrigan while uh, Prodigy. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's real sad. It's real sad because he looks so sad when he died too. Um. But yeah, his sacrifice allows for Prodigy and I Boy to escape, um, and the very next day they're resurrected uh, because they're pretty high up on the queue being X Factor. So, you know, they're all resurrected, and I Boy basically briefs them. Uh, there uh, apparently there's a zombie situation in in the Boneyard.
1: Uh, yeah, the Morgan is is is, is uh, bringing back. Is reanimating the dead bodies in the boneyard.
0: Yeah, so, you know. It's pretty crazy. So basically, the X Factor just kind of formulates a plan to kind of get rid of the Morrigan. Um, and after a certain point, like, you know, they do their thing. It's it's pretty cool. They managed to pull Siren out of the Morrigan Center uh, using the combined powers of Rachel and Polaris. Um, and I guess it's not over yet. The next issue is gonna be the last part where this issue closes out where they're like, Alright, now you have to tell us about this new bargain you've struck with the Morrigan. And that's where the issue ends. Um Yeah, this is fun. I, I really did enjoy reading this. I I'm starting I'm getting warmed up to X Factor more and more. Uh I think there's like a sufficient mystery there. I wonder who's trying to keep uh Prodigy in the dark like that. It's definitely weird. Um,
1: yeah, that, that's a huge mystery for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: and there's a lot of implications there. I think.
0: Yeah, a good crop of X books this week. Um, I got, I got no issues there.
1: Um, is no that... two really solid books, in my opinion. Agreed. Um,
0: you guys ready to move on?
1: Yes. Now to finish up
0: with manga.
1: Let's go. I hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns. My
0: Hero Academia! Alright, we got a big boy uh, this week. This was was a pretty epic issue. A lot to deconstruct here and and unpack. So let's get right into it. Uh, We pick up with uh, All Might just kind of like sensing that he's talking to the other visages of the uh, One for All. Uh, And we get a two-page spread showing... Midoriya in his, like, weird smoke form uh, in a room surrounded by the previous users of One For All. However, it's different because there are two previous users that are just facing the wall for some reason. I'd like to think it's because those are the only two powers that Midoriya it, has yet to unlock. So they're not allowed to really speak in this world.
2: Well, he didn't unlock... um. Collar Boy's powers yet
0: I would like to think that Collar Boy's powers are like right there like he's this close to them and that's why he's able to see him there
2: there's a couple of theories of like who those two are but yeah. we'll get to that at the end of the chapter
0: yeah um, we'll do we'll do everything at the end we just have to get through because this is a very dialogue heavy chapter so what, under, what we understand is that um, all the predecessors are there and they explain that uh ever since their battle with all for one for all oh all for one earlier when uh all for one tried to pull them out by sheer force uh it it allowed them to appear before deku a little easier than they used to be able to um deku is even able to talk to a degree in this universe um, which is pretty cute um and he's like what did you need to tell me and the fourth user of the One for All gets up and explains himself. He is the fourth user named Hikage Shinomori. He's the Danger Sense uh, quirk user. And he is the only All for One, oh, One for All recipient who has died of old age. However, he died at 40, which is not old age, necessarily, <laughs> to die at. Um, so. That's basically what was put down in his autopsy because there's no other cause of death. Um, for 18 years, he was training with One for All. And after in his final years, these cracks appeared. So these scars across his face, they just appeared. They're not part of his like aesthetic at all. They're a side effect of All for One. Oh, One for All. Sorry, I get them mixed up a lot. Uh,
2: <laughs> Does it, when, when you get uh, All for One... Oh no, one for all. See, when you get it's... one for all, when you get all for Jesus. One Christ. For all. When you get one for all, um <laughs> does it automatically amplify the the quirk of the user or is that only when it's passed on?
0: Um no, I don't think it amplifies any particular quirk. It's just an add-on to your like whatever came before is just added on to your quirk, whatever that is oh okay so it's not it doesn't make your your quirk any stronger or weaker it just it just gives you more powers so basically when but i, is have, it, I oh, thought it sorry.
2: was like a thing where it's like all the quirks get stronger when they're passed on maybe because um, um banjo maybe. mentioned that when when he first got um black whip he mentioned that it's even stronger than it was when banjo had it because of one for all Hmm. So I think maybe that's, like, a result of, like, his quirk being, like, a lot more powerful. Like, that's why he has those marks on his face is because of the danger sense. Well, It he... looks like kind of like the, the lightning thing.
0: Um, yeah, no, I mean, they don't explicitly say that. I think the cracks just kind of appear on his body. And he didn't mm-hmm. know why. He died not really From knowing what it was. Mind. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. People say that, I mean, like. And here's the thing with this chapter: it's a lot of conjecture on behalf of the characters telling oh. the story. So these guys don't even really know any certainties of anything. So, yeah, they're
2: trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. Is this person on fire? <laughs> Who? All might. That's all might.
0: Yeah, that's all might. He favorite. he hasn't
2: he hasn't fully um like joined the, the vintage world yet. So yeah, that's just his con like his like
1: consciousness. Alright. Yeah. I, I was hoping build. that like, you know, he was
0: <laughs> one piece at a and time, guys.
1: Guy. I was like, come on. Man.
0: Cause that's also part of this. Okay, so basically they think it's a disease. He died not really knowing what it was, uh, and his autopsy when um when All Might dug up his history and autopsy report. They say he died of old age because possessing multiple quirks effectively ate away at his life. Um, And, yeah, basically, he's like... This is where, Brian, your thing comes in, where he says one for all only grew stronger after your time. uh, And All Might managed to hang on to it way longer than anybody. Like, he's way past the point where um, Shinomori died. So, you know, the only... Differentiating factor between them is that All Might's the the first person to get one for all without having a prior quirk. Uh, So the theory is basically uh, because all these other people already had quirks using this motif of this chalice and all for one being a one for all being the liquid inside the chalice because he had an empty vessel, so to speak, it was way easier for him to maintain the powers within him. As opposed to the others who already had, say, a half-full chalice. And they just got it more overflowed over time. Uh, because they already had something in there. So, because All Might was the sole exception, he's the only one who has, who put in a true piece of his consciousness. As opposed to the visages being, part, like, basically the quirks that are also packaged with a little bit of the consciousnesses of the previous users. Uh, because it's been stated before that a person's quirk is essentially also their personality. Everything about their mind is also imbued within the quirk. And that's why these guys appear within one for all. Uh, and because Yagi didn't have Yagi being all might, didn't have a quirk. His contribution to this power is his own, is uh is his full consciousness. Like a real piece of his mind that isn't tied to a quirk. So I guess that makes it a little more valuable than their quirk bonus their personality to a degree. Um, it's kind of yeah, weird because Yagi, it's, it's Huh? Huh? Who's Yagi? Yagi That's is all might.
2: Um so so basically what they're saying is that all Might is the first person to actually make one for all his quirk it's not yes. like a quirk he's passing down his very own quirk because he made it his own being that he's quirkless
0: mm-hmm. and um because all might was able to use one for all so fucking efficiently the the theory is that one for all works better when it's somebody ...who doesn't have power to begin with that can use its true value. As opposed to the others who died pretty early despite having it, you know? Um, So they explain that they can't pass this on to a normal person... ...being that uh, quirkless individuals are pretty rare in society these days... ...because more and more people are born with quirks than ever. And the chances of you finding someone who's going to need that power down the line, is highly unlikely. And it's funny, because like All Might was not intending to give this power to Deku at all. He only, by crazy chance, found the one quirkless boy who wanted to be a hero. Uh, yeah,
2: but it's not even just, like... Like, yeah, you can find a quirkless-like person, but, like, it, even if you do, like, Deku is a very rare, rare occurrence, because there's not very, very um, many... Quirkless people who want to be heroes that was in the step first up place. To the challenge. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
2: yeah. So there's I mean, that. Ironic, too.
1: because you think they'd wanted, they'd want that so that they can have a quirk and and not be like this kind of mm-hmm. different person. You know, like this just mm-hmm. non-quirkless be like person. But they live very humble lives and they seem very content. And I think that's realistic. I mean, that being a hero sounds super duper cool to have a powers, but really putting your life on the line every day. It's also it's also like
0: um, it's not just that you could find somebody who wants to be a hero, but it, they also have to be kind of worthy of the power. Like Deku checks all the boxes in terms of a successor for all for one or one for all. Like to find somebody like Deku again is even smaller chances. You know, like to fit the exact specifications of what a inheritor of one for all should be. It's uh, it's pretty high chance. Yeah. But yeah, so the idea is that Deku might in fact be the last wielder of One for All ever. It, the power might die with him. They don't say definitely, simply, though.
1: So, yeah, but simply because of how this quirk society has been progressing.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so Mostly circumstantial. Mm-hmm. So um, Mm-hmm. Guys, oh, you want to finish the chapter?
0: Yeah, real fast. Uh, the chapter ends with... Uh, Deku looking down like shit. I could be the last one. And the chapter ends with, um, w- what's her name? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. blanking on the float quirk lady. Um, um
2: Lady Superman. Yeah, Lady Superman. No, I um,
0: forgot her name too. Yeah, shit. I don't know why I'm blanking. She's very important, and she's come up a lot. Yeah,
1: she's really important. Come on, we all know who she is. Sorry.
0: Yeah, we know who she is. Uh, the float it's quirk
1: okay. lady, Nana Shimura. There Thank you,
0: can- you, Nana Shimura. Mm, no, she speaks no. up and she's like now tell me can you kill tomura shigaraki because they really would you to... be
1: able to murder my grandson
0: yeah can you please kill my grandson uh
1: well to be fair this is where
2: you know they could play on words and be like i'm gonna kill tomura shigaraki and bring back uh whatever his name was before he became shigaraki you know because he had a name before that
0: yeah this is not his real name
2: yeah, so, academia, named, okay. at the end. We know so to kill his his villainous side and bring back a good side or some shit, I, I could see my academia doing some
1: corny shit like that. So just to be clear, as far as the quirk passing along, right, and I'm using the cuffs as an example, the gist of it is, you do Yagi not, All Might not having any power. it was he, his, his, his actual, yeah, uh, him as a vessel was able to absorb all of the power of, of, uh, one for all, more so than the other people that had quirks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it was important that it passed on to people with quirks so that eventually it would get to this point where, you know, you could use everyone's quirk, but mm-hmm. All Might was never able to use the other predecessors' quirks, right? He was just super strong. No.
2: Yeah, he I think his body, it's it was mainly his body was just very um capable of handling all the stress that the um, stockpiled strength uh allowed. So he got the full like access to the stockpile strength, essentially. But not the actual person. But not everything else. Deku's the and first was one to
1: inherit. Yeah, because Deku's the, the first the one as Yagi passed it it was able to develop into that one. Yeah. So exactly. it's not like uh, oh they've been doing it wrong. It's just that it was, it worked out well.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Kind of another circumstance, which is okay. Them saying yeah. that oh this wasn't destiny or it didn't work out perfect, like they are kind of saying like oh it happened to work out that way. But to me this is more of like a reward for mm-hmm. for 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 them choosing like vessels even though they didn't have quirks that. But they you know what I'm, I don't know. It's like yeah. kind of like yeah. I mean it's like reassuring it's, that, like, you guys made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, it's a group of people. We're thinking about Muriel, like, oh, man, with his quirk and the strength, it would have been unstoppable, but now it's like, It's funny. Yeah, he it's dodged not the it, yeah. yeah, I
0: literally thought that. It's like, wow. Yeah, he could have died at 40 or something. Uh, mm-hmm. yeesh. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it is just a group of people just, like, wondering, because, like, it's funny to know that this power is a mystery even to the people who've had it. Um, and it, it does make a point you know, all, a lot of the predecessors died in combat. Uh, sh- uh, Shinomura is the only one to have had the power throughout his life and not die in combat. and He just died of what was perceived to be old age. Yeah.
1: So It just all makes sense. It all makes sense.
0: There's a great, strange uh, variables effect to this, where there's a lot of variables and a lot to think about when it comes to the power of one for all. Yeah. Uh,
1: it makes it a lot more interesting than just this is the avatars uh, yeah. uh, cycle. <laughs> this is I <laughs> mean, you know what I'm saying? No, no riff on that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Love that. I'm just saying it, it was a nice distinction. It also gives the series and a sense like- of.
0: It, it gives the series a sense of urgency <laughs>
1: because now stuff. it's like, mm. oh, we have
0: to take care of one for all, all for one here. It, yes,
1: it makes it much more fragile. <laughs> you know, like, like you, they're really trying <laughs> to keep keep a flame like this flickering light you know, yeah. you know what i'm saying this, this this spark that's just by the way rgc you see? know once it goes out that's it <laughs>
0: yeah. all right Brian, um, certified, certified, RGC. RGC. RGC.
1: certified rgc certified rgc certified <laughs> Uh, I think with this newfound knowledge, it is also my RGC. Wow. It was going to be One Piece initially, but (laughs) uh, I'll give it to my Her Academia. I think it was really cool. I didn't understand, but now after understand and i really appreciate
2: this chapter yeah i had to read this chapter like three times to really understand what was what was going on here
0: yeah i didn't want to miss anything uh <laughs> it is a lot of information at once brian you said that there was a theory and oh yeah theory. baby
2: i've been waiting oh my god i've been waiting so long to say this theory um so i've been i've been watching a lot of videos about you know theories about the second and third user and shit and uh this it was already mentioned, like, this theory was already a thing before this chapter, but now P- it's kind of resurfaced with uh these two users being facing a wall uh, and not showing their face. So people are like, <gasps> could it be? So uh, the theory is that the second and third user, the ones facing the wall, are Bakugo and Kirishima.
0: <laughs> what? So, the
2: theory, it's called the Bakugo time traveler theory. <laughs> so, essentially, the theory is that, um, in the future, um, Eri sends Bakugo back in time, um, using, uh, that quirk enhancement, uh, drug. Uh, what is it called? Fucking. Uh, you guys know what that quirk, what that, what that quirk enhancement yeah, hand yeah, the
1: the is called? Sure about? Against the dude that yeah.
2: Was using it. Um, so they sent Bakugo back in time because, um, he was getting hunted by fucking Shigaraki or some shit because he took one for all. And they sent him back in time so that he can be the second user and tell, uh, the first user how to tra- that his quirk could be transferred. Because how else would he know that he could transfer his quirk, right? so they sent him back in time huh
1: wait wait the second guy he would know because the first guy passed it to him. yeah
2: no no like the first user is the the all my uh all for one's brother right yeah so he got the stockpile quirk but how how is he gonna know that he can transfer on his quirk right like how is he gonna know how to transfer his quirk without anybody telling him
1: You're talking about the second
2: guy because the first. No, the one... second. No, Bakugo is the second guy. The first one is all for one's brother, yeah. but he doesn't know that he has the the quirk to pass on quirks, right? To pass on. I don't. So know. how is he? Who who tells him that? Somebody who knows about one for all. Bakugo <laughs> who goes back he in time. Look like Bakugo.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help that their costumes kind of look like theirs. I don't know
1: kirishima
2: though oh wait no but the kirishima Kirishima. one kirishima one is crazier because so bakugo is like in 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 the in the time period bakugo doesn't know anybody and he doesn't know who to pass on the quirk to so he sends a fucking message to the future through one for all for them to send kirishima back in time so that he could become the third user but here's a twist it gets even deeper Kirishima passes on his quirk before he dies, but he doesn't die. You know what happens? He becomes Gigantomachia. <laughs> they keep him use, and they experiment on him until he becomes Gigantomachia.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gigantomachia does have multiple quirks.
1: It doesn't look like him. Oh you know? my I mean, god. Uh, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> only because the dude looks like
3: Bakugou. So yeah, I mean, I want to say it's mean? crazy,
0: and but there's there's enough pieces that I'm like, I can see it.
1: <laughs> I, guess, I think it makes sense,
2: but it's awesome. look at look at Giganto jaw. It looks I like know, man. I Hiroshima's I hardened. That's the only reason I'm and, entertaining and, this and, And also, Giganto visits Kirishima when he's younger, too.
0: He didn't visit Kirishima. He was looking for All for One. He was looking for All for One, and he happened to cross his path. He wasn't Mm -hmm. looking for Kirishima. (laughs) People got to relax there. This is wild. I I don't want to say no, because in crazy ways, I'm like, Damn. It does. It doesn't help their case that the fucking Bakugo. This guy. Looks... It
1: literally looks like Bakugo. I'm sorry, that's not Kirishima. It, his I don't know if that's been, ki- I his do... Hair isn't that color. It's yeah, I don't know if that's
0: Kirishima. It's
1: usually, like that. That shaded. I mean, obviously that it's black or gray or white, but it's usually dark. He has red hair, so they make that dark, right? Yeah. Like, come on. I don't think. So he, maybe it's he, not he Kirishima,
2: but that, but it could be. It could be the Bakugo time traveler theory I mean, theory, that's
1: one of a theory, but that's sad. Enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's pretty. Dude, it's pretty wild. When
2: I when I was watching these theories, I was like, "Man, if this actually happens, this will be the most ridiculous shit, the most, the craziest
1: one eighty I've ever seen in a series." I, mean, I really hope that's not the case. Literally for the <laughs> for the fact that um, I don't I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> I'd rather have a surprised but I don't i don't think that's the case but it was a- I, I
2: don't want to believe it but god damn does that look like bakugo's
0: hair <laughs> but god damn does that look like bakugo from the back i'm also going to go on this basically on the fact that it's not really how Ares powers work as far as it's been explained like she doesn't do time travel she regresses a person's state in general like she doesn't send but people back But then how are they
1: time. able to make those... I don't, I don't even want to go down that route. But there,
2: is a, but there is a chance that with Trigger that she could evolve her quirk. Like, that's her... It, her um, That's yeah. her, like, awakened quirk is that she can send people back in time.
1: <laughs> that could be the case. I just don't think that that's going to be...
0: Like, it's too crazy. So wow, like, what crazy, a waste <laughs> I'm making an executive decision. This was it's too crazy of a theory. I can't. I mean what they're say
2: what they're saying what basically it's it's been like a thing where Deku and Bakugo have been parallels, right? They're both they both want to like surpass All Might. They both want to be the best hero, but they can both be One For All. <laughs> they're both worthy of it and they'll both become it.
0: I don't want to believe it. I don't. I can't. It's too crazy. I think it's too crazy for the scope of the story. It's not a bad theory though. I think it's interesting.
1: Not a bad theory. It's, it's really I mean, interesting, and I, I think it's sharp, if nothing else, because of the attention to detail. I'll say this. Oh, it's, oh, and also,
2: me. Deku has been copying Bakugo's movement style and it with full cowl too. So, if I there is anybody who know. could use, if there's anybody other than Bakugo that can use explosion, it's Deku. Because he he studied Bakugo all of his life. I guess Ugh, I don't I don't believe. I <laughs> Explosion is basically Deku's quirk as well.
0: I can't I can't believe I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because that means he just passed it down to people who are gonna just like perish. Like you know, like the if he's the second user, then that means
2: that means he dies too.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's
2: crazy. he dies in combat too, dying the way Bakugo would die, swinging.
0: I can't, I can't do it. I can't commit. <laughs> it's too wild. It's too wild. I'm not gonna say it's absolutely crazy. I'm not gonna say that it's like impossible, but I'm not. I can't. I can't believe it. it's too. It's too tinfoil foil you know, like, where it's too much of a deep dive. Like I feel like the person who came up with it is like you that meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie is just like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, with the fucking with the pictures on the, the wall.
3: <laughs> but
2: I love this theory. I hope it does. I well, I'm not gonna say I hope it doesn't happen because I think it would still be interesting if it does. But I think it would be really fucking weird if it did. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, I mean, I don't mind it, but I think we gotta. I think we gotta move on here. Yeah, um, great chapter. A uh, lot to think about, I guess, now. Like, even more than I thought <laughs> I had to think about. Now I have to think about more stuff. <laughs> but without further ado, let's let's randomize. Undead Unluck. Uh, this is Undead Unluck chapter 54, Hope. Uh, color page for Undead Unluck, which is very cool. The chapter opens with... Uh, Ju Jew, Right, that's her name. Uh, Unjustice, juice. Uh, coming juice, up, juice? <laughs> juice or Um uh, Juice. Yeah, I guess I'm calling her juice. Uh, apple juice. Apple juice. Uh, All right. Anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she approaches Billy, and um, yeah, he Billy tells his boy to to to, to fall back because they're about to have a conversation, uh, and it turns out like he's just been chilling because the UMA known as winter has been just hanging out in this Arctic place, which makes sense on brand for winter. Um, and he brought burn. So burn can fight winter. So yeah, basically, uh, he's like, Hey, I think they basically try to talk about this deal where juice is like, Hey, you want to join forces again? And, um, Billy's like, why? um and he's like hey we have the same goals we all want to kill god here and the reward is absolutely essential to you and me because all the artifacts gained as rewards are weapons crafted by god to defeat god and yeah this is news to billy he's like what (laughs) why didn't you tell this (laughs) tell us this earlier so she basically explains that like the only reason she didn't reveal that information is because she was it was only information she could gather by writing the ark and she's keeping that shit a secret she's not sharing it with nobody so you know she kept it under her hat and she's basically like hey look so the ark is almost out of energy this is kind of our it may be capable of one last trip but that's not guaranteed the next time we lose we lose for good and yeah billy's like so only one person can ride the ark yeah and you're not lying I swear upon all that is just. And I'm like, I don't know. Is just your moms? You're going to swear on your moms? Uh,
1: but, yeah. She's she paid, swears on all that's just, and I guess that's the equivalent.
0: Swear to God. Uh, <laughs> she basically, like, I could give you the arc, but you'd never be able to reach the stage on your first try, which is, I'm like, okay, juice. You're going to say that to me? It's
1: true. They, they're going to have people that's not going to... It's just less information.
0: Yeah. And, makes sense. And, yeah, she basically explains, like, he's like, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, there was just one person who knew. However, they tried to take my life, and it was Victor, because he tried to stop the loop by force, because he doesn't want her to just keep repeating this shitty life. Um, so yeah basically she's like billy we need to work together you might be more qualified to go to the next you uh loop but this current loop is valuable because we have someone with the power to kill god who is unluck that girl is our hope so wow pretty cool uh, but Billy's like nah i'm good i'm not gonna team up with you and he creates he uh causes burn to take his big monster form and um yeah, Juiz reveals that she's been having spoil on her this entire time. So she summons spoil. And I guess it's going to be burn versus spoil versus Juiz versus Billy. Uh, Should be
1: interesting. I like how they use these umas. Yeah. I didn't know that they could condense them into a ball form. Spoil. So cool, like, I choose you. <laughs> right? And his mad cool Spoil's with this shit. He's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what's going on. I'm ready
0: to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a cool.
1: I'm with it. I'm with it, Jews. <laughs> what did you ease? I'm with it. <laughs> it's like, I, I got no hard feelings. Yeah, let's bro. get it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's where the chapter leaves off. Um, Undead luck was fun. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, they got to battle it out for winter now, basically. And whoever wins is going to move forward to the next stage, which is, I guess, killing God. Uh, they still got to take down uh, Spring. And there's a fourth one
1: summer no summer. yes yes yeah, summer summer, summer they, got, spring.
0: they took on autumn they're at winter spring is in in uh, shanghai or something
1: so summer i think summer. no summer's in shanghai i think spring is going to be the final one. Oh, i think spring's were... the only one they haven't shown yet
0: oh, okay um well that was undead Unluck. fun chapter i can't wait to see burn and spoil go off it's a yes
1: time. it's gonna be a fun fight
0: yeah but uh without further ado let us randomize <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. JJK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter 141, The Front of the Back. Oh, I forgot about how good this chapter was. Oh, yeah. This is my RGC, first of all. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll play this. Certified episode. RGC. Certified RGC. I mean, what can I say? Certified RGC. JJK has been pretty fucking awesome
2: this uh, guy's fucking art when it's action sequences is so fucking good it just unmatched it's
0: unmatched <laughs> so okay uh we pick up kind of where immediately where we last left off uh itadori is still fighting off against um against okotsu uh he's just like i gotta do something about that K- katana so he just like runs off he does this cool dukes of hazard slide through the window shit uh, through this uh, SUV or whatever, this Jeep. Mm-hmm. But on his Again. way, on his way, sliding through this car, he he peeps a knife, and he just I guess snatches that real fast. Yeah, out yeah, the fucking car.
1: And then I like how they try to explain it. No, well, not even try. They do. They explain it well. And it's like, ah, a, a four wheeler type vehicle that would be trekking in the woods, a survival type of guy. Mm-hmm. So he would have a knife in there and I was just like, okay, whatever. I'll let it drop Because, because <laughs> everything's gotta be explained. <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I swear to God the right. editor whoever
0: his editor is is just like Where did that knife come from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a receipt in there. <laughs> maybe home depot
0: where this jeep owner <laughs> <get> this- <laughs> <Not> even- <laughs> Uh
2: man it- i wonder what i wonder what car retailer he bought that car from <laughs> you can explain
0: where that car came from
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'll learn more about this guy let me get that license plate
3: <laughs> yeah uh
0: okay so itadori now has this knife and he's gonna face off with okotsu with it uh he remembers back when gojo tried to teach him how to imbue the knife with cursed energy uh But he never really got a lot of training out of it. Uh, He hasn't learned it as efficiently as, nearly as efficiently as uh, Okotsu can use. Okotsu's like, You're too focused on my katana, and just kicks his gut really hard. Mm. Um, Comes down with it, and Okotsu just cuts through his knife and Itadori at the same time. Itadori's just like, Hmm? Oh, my belly ouch but you know what he doesn't waste a minute because he just like stomps on the katana and breaks it and okotsu's no, like no not okotsu's katana dude no, no.
1: the special <laughs> cursed katana <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and he's not, he's not that vexed about it he's like wow it really broke alright mm-hmm. this was never gonna be easy so itadori's like alright cool so now we're both unarmed I'm just gonna fucking square up now um, but then this hand, right? his hand comes right around his face. And guess who it is? It's fucking Rika. Chan. The champ is
1: here! <laughs> yeah, Rika Chan.
0: Dog, she really comes through and she's like, what's going on here? Where are you going? What are you doing? Where are you going?
1: <laughs> what you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> like, like when you see your, your dog running around and you're all going, to, where are you going? What are you doing?
0: <laughs> like that Kevin Hart it, bit bro. where uh, he was talking about like the guy who was fighting with his belly he was like where are you going what are you where
1: are you doing yeah 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 <laughs> that Kevin Hart shit
0: yeah she just comes out like what's going on here like about to snap Itadori's neck it looks like and Itadori's like fuck what uh, and um, for whatever Why? reason Okotsu holds him back he's like we're just playing Rika uh, and and uh, yeah, Itador does not know what's fucking happening. He's like, Rika, is this a Shikigami? What the fuck? And uh, he said, hold him for me. And he, Itador just drives his broken sword through Itadori's chest. And Itadori's like, fuck, I'm dead. He says, sorry, Itadori. But inside, Sukuna notices. He's like, oh, shit, wait. And then he just gives a big old smile. And I I'm, wonder why. And I'm like, fucking Sukuna, man, he's just gonna do some he's he's gonna do some sheisty shit too.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is his thing, dude. Um Meanwhile, back at the battle with Choso, he's fighting against Naoya. Naoya can do the cursed technique that uh flattens people and stuff. That's pretty cool.
1: It's similar to uh to, to, to the other dude, right? The grand, his his dad.
0: Yeah, that seems to be like um a family technique.
1: Oh, what do you call that in Naruto? Uh KK no. Genkai. KK Genkai. Yay. <laughs>
0: I just watched that episode with Hatsu where they were like It's his it's KK Genkai.
1: Pass down this bloodline. It's mm-hmm. kinda cool. I like that. I like the legacy stuff.
0: I can't wait to see how it looks um, like animated, you know, because it, like, <laughs> you flatten someone into a picture and then you he just like fucking punches him right in
1: like the Like he's pocket. turning him into a frame. Like it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, and Chose is like shit. I have no idea. You know what I
2: think? I think it's gonna be like he's freezing him, and he's not really moving fast. He's just freezing him, and then when he and when he punches them, that's when he releases them from the freeze.
0: Yeah, maybe that makes sense. Like the frame.
1: Yeah, oh, he's is, is... breaking the frame because he's hitting him so hard or something.
0: Yeah, that's that. Well, that's after the fact. Um, yeah,
1: he's using his speed to basically set up his 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 curse technique that gives him a free hit. I would say yeah. that's more likely
0: is but, that like he's so he's fast and that allows him to like use that technique easier.
1: Yeah, they work hand in hand. Like it's already bad enough that he's fast, but then it just you know, like I said, it's like it gives you just a free a free punish mm-hmm. <laughs> when exactly. you get that. That's an OP move right there, man yeah basically. man
2: cursed energy is so fucking cool there's just it's so flexible there's so many different things you could do with it yeah yeah it's
1: literally like chakra or or or, or like leeches stuff you know it's, it's a yeah, it's, it's cool. nice that's that's what's so cool about jujutsu kaisen it doesn't put itself in a box
0: yeah has a good power system um yeah so yeah basically he's like fuck never mind this shit and um now he's like wow you're tough seriously who are you and uh, Choso says, I'm the oldest of 10 <laughs> siblings, as he activates yeah. what looks like his ultimate technique, flowing red scale stack. Um,
1: okay, I'm going to say this. I said a few things to Chris earlier in the week about Chozo that I wasn't really, I'm not too fond of him. I wasn't too fond of <laughs> him as a character, simply because I didn't feel like there was a lot of potential with him for growth, and I'm big on that, I'm big on seeing characters grow that's why i like you know like the younger characters and when they you know on the side characters and see how they progress as well but at the same time he's a really really cool character <laughs> yeah. he has well, a cool ability uh, i don't care if he doesn't get more powerful whatever and when he oh, when he eventually dies because come on he's gonna get smoked at some point maybe not by naoya but
0: <laughs> someone's gonna do it
1: um it's, it's gonna be sad it's gonna be sad I'm going to be hurt when that happens. Not the only nigga, man. So he re- For the second time, he responded to him like, Dog, this is who I am. I'm a big brother. <laughs> yeah, How many times I got to let you know that I won't fail?
0: Yeah, I think uh, part of why... I mean, I, I felt like I'm on the same boat with Josh. I think the reason he's a cool character now is because he's had some time to kind of develop. He's been around for a long time. And as the series progressed, we got to see a little bit more of him. He started off as this kind of just henchman and just grew into a very cool character uh, to a degree with a lot of mystery behind him because he keeps mentioning the sibling stuff. We've only seen two of them. He says he's the oldest of 10, so that d- that doesn't throw out the possibility that Itadori might be one of the siblings. Uh, and I think what the implication is and the theory is, is that this guy choso and all the other curses that are related to him or i guess in theoretically related to him according to him are all born of whatever curse is now inhabiting the body of ghetto so it's it's very interesting uh to say the least because we have no concept of what that would
1: mean but yeah
0: in any case, yeah, I mean great chapter. I
1: I love I'm loving Jujutsu Kai. It so was great. a solid ass chapter. Why? I, I guess my Hero Academia was No, nah, yeah, my Hero it Academia edges it is a little bit crazy.
2: Uh I I have a theory that next chapter like Sukuna is going to come out. He, like he's lost already. Like has Sukuna ever lost when he came out? No.
0: no. <laughs> oh, only So to Gojo. like
2: that's what I'm saying. I think the Except next chapter Gojo. Gojo I think I think this is going to be the first time Sukuna gets an L. When him. he comes out. To Okotsu. Mm-hmm. I really do think he could get. he's going to get an L from him.
0: Well, I think. I, I don't think uh, Sukuna is going to do anything. He's not going to fight Okotsu, I feel. I'll I I tell you this. I wouldn't
1: be mad if he fought and lost Okotsu. I wouldn't be mad. I just don't see that happening.
0: I think uh, I think Sukuna works, is a very crafty character more than he is like overtly powerful at this point. Like He could fight Okotsu and he could do well against him, but I think he would much rather scheme. Because he's made his most effective moves being a fucking schemer, so I I think yeah. I think that's what's about to happen. I think they they may just even talk. Yeah, And I'm interested in that. I would love to see just like a
1: weird. Maybe he's gonna talk about Rika. Maybe there's something he knows. Yeah, yeah, I think he
0: knows something about Rika and why. She's yeah, such yeah. A prevalent curse.
1: So th- this could be really really interesting. There's a new chapter next week, right? Yes. Tomorrow, okay. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, sorry, it's Saturday.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry for the wait. <laughs> it's better late than never. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is great. I mean, I rewatched uh, like a lot of stuff from the anime because it's on HBO Max now. I just threw it on, uh, nice. and I'm appreciating the series a lot more uh, as I continue onward. But yeah, it's a great <coughs> series. Check it out. Uh, if if that's all you got to say, you guys, you got, you, you we yeah. all good. Now yep. let's yeah. close this bad boy out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh man, 101, a new era for us. I'm very excited. Uh, thank you guys for waiting, uh, better late than never, but we're here. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram, Brian at B.E.S.P. Josh at J.D. Cole underscore 37. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Comment below and tell us what you thought about this week's comics, manga, whatever. Uh, I think that's it right email us at newgepcitypod at gmail.com any questions subscribe like comment leave a five-star review on itunes if you are so inclined uh subscribe to us on spotify itunes wherever you guys listen to podcasts Alrighty, thank you guys and stay safe new job citizens
3: peace